You see me doing thrill-seeker liquor store hold-ups with a Born to Lose tattoo on my chest? No, I do not. Right. I am never going back. Then don't take down scores. I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best, trying to stop guys like me. So you never wanted a regular type life? The fuck is that? Barbecues and ball games? Yeah. This regular type life, that your life? My life? No, my life. No, my life's a disaster zone. I got a stepdaughter so fucked up because her real father's this large type asshole. I got a wife. We're passing each other on the downslope of a marriage, my third. Because I spend all my time chasing guys like you around the block. That's my life. Like. <laughs> I like to watch, Eve. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch. So we're going to talk about Heat. You suggested it. You won the coin toss. So you get to pick the first film for our our inaugural I like to watch. So I'm going to let you uh I'm going to let you tell us why this is this is a movie that uh you like to watch. Oh man, Heat. I don't even know where to begin with this movie. It's it's my favorite heist movie of all time. Uh maybe second to Reefy Fee from the 1950s, of which this is possibly derivative of, but, uh, geez, just the, 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 the way this movie goes into detail of not only, look, you're dealing with two protagonists at this point, right? Is there an antagonist in this movie? I don't know. That's something we can discuss, right? I think we're dealing with two protagonists. We have the cop, we have the criminal. And then on top of all of that, we go into their dedication to what they do. We go into their relationships. We go into the relationships of the crew that they have supporting what they do. It's just, it's, it's just an amazing movie, man. How do you feel about it? What's your relationship? Well, you know, I, the, the thing about it is I realized, uh, I watched it last night with Dana, and I realized I hadn't, I actually, I I think I've seen it more than once. I remember seeing it in 95 when it hit the theaters. And all I could remember, and this is one of the things that, you know, when I when I write about films, I try to think of where I was at and what I was doing and what I recall of the film before I rewatched it. Hmm. And the thing about it, all I really could remember about the movie um, was that Michael Mann is a visual genius. I mean, that, that it's a beautiful movie to watch. For sure. That I remembered. I remembered the opening, uh, the opening sequence, the opening heist, where uh, Wayne Groh shoots the guard. The guard guard staring at him. We can't hear. Yeah. I remember that part. Yeah. 
Yep. I remembered the diner the diner conversation, of oh, course. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, um, and then I remembered uh, the big shootout, and then the 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 airport. You know, the back off back lot of the airport mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. the two. The the, the, that's, the, that's, the the major set pieces. Yeah, that, that and that's all I really remembered. Okay. And so I uh, we sat down, and Dana and I were both very excited to watch it, and. Uh, as I watched it, I kept... Now, granted, it's probably not fair because I, I, I love Michael Mann's films, but I love some of the films most people don't like. go, hey... I mean, because everybody loves Manhunter. Everybody that likes Manhunter... Anybody that loves Michael Mann thinks Manhunter is a pretty damn good film. Um, I like The Keep from 1983, which is fucking weird as shit. It's, it's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's yeah, but it's gorgeous to look at. It didn't sure. make a lot of sense, and you know that thing. I, I believe, really I believe like man his. at times has sort of disowned that movie as part of his filmography. I, it's fine, <laughs> but it's still it's weird as shit. Well, that's because they had some editing problems and sure, yeah, and yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah, But it's still, yeah. it's still really beautiful and fucking weird. Oh yeah, but I really like the keep. I love the insider from '99, and I yeah. love Collateral from 2004. Oh, outstanding! Yeah. Now, here's the thing that, that bothered me as I was watching, because uh, I don't want you to think I don't think he's a good movie. I think it's a great movie. Um, but I noticed some things that I didn't notice that first time. And I don't know, and that, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know if it's that it's no longer 1995 and it's now 2021. Mm-hmm. I don't know if culture has changed me. I don't know if I'm looking for something different in films. Um, but like I said, I think it's beautiful to look at. I think the set pieces are incredible. I think his action pieces are practical and amazing, and we don't get a lot of practical effects uh, anymore. Right. right. You know, and, and, and so it's really extraordinary. I think it's interesting that the first, like the entire first half of the movie, is really just exposition. It's literally setting you up for the diner scene. And then as soon as the diner scene happens, that second half of that movie is just non-stop fucking heisty fucking shooting action. That right. is when it just takes off. Right. Um, yeah, I made a note about that, about, you know, because I, I, I watched the movie, and I mean, I've seen the movie a million times, and, uh, you know, I watched the commentary that man did, and just, the, you know, the way... Like, it was intentional to just kind of drop you in to these people's lives, right? Yeah. Like, it's expository as much as it needs to be without much more. You're going to get you're gonna get a lot more of who they are throughout this, uh, what is it, basically three-hour runtime of the movie. Yeah. So, he's like just, he's, yeah, he's dropping you, like, straight into their lives. Like, you know, these people are on it, and they're doing it, and here we go. You know. Yeah, and well, one of the things that I noticed, and I know, and this is, you know, this is neither here nor there, but you've got some, it's, it's, it's an extraordinary cast, and I mean, from soup to nuts, not just like, hey, it's Pacino and fucking uh, De Niro. Dude, but, but, I mean, but, but, Val Kilmer, but, Tom Sizemore, fucking William Fitchner, Diane Verona. I mean, there isn't, you know, but everybody. court, but court, but fucking court. Play yeah, has right? like. Three lines in the movie as a yeah. fucking diner and, owner, right? And that was one of the <laughs> oh, things. Man. That was one of the things that I wrote down. And I know this is an exaggeration, but the women in the film collectively have exactly seven 
lines of dialogue total. You have uh, some of the greatest actors. Yeah. I mean, it's more than seven lines. Well, oh, 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 oh I thought you actually totaled them up. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. That was my okay. exaggeration. Okay. Sure, sure, but sure. it was like it was like you have these incredible actors, and and they yeah. have they are. It, what I wrote was amazing cast, mostly underutilized. I mean, even Val Kilmer, yeah. who is one of my favorite actors, sure. only really has. Maybe, maybe in this two and a half hour, let's just say two and a half hour movie, has maybe 20 minutes screen time and maybe 30 lines in the whole goddamn movie. Everyone is supporting. I mean, everyone is supporting De Niro and 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 Pacino. The second thing I noticed, and I'm I'm curious to hear what you, because Dana totally disagrees with this, but, uh, but this, the dialogue is terrible. Oh, why do you say that? It's terrible. Why do you say that? I mean, because the, well, I mean, a lot of the things, a lot of the things, if you take away Pacino, going big! If you take away that and listen to the line as written, Mm -hmm. it's terrible. It's just bad writing. It's just so perfunctory and weird, and it doesn't make sense in the moment, except for the fact that, you know, Pacino can scream it, and suddenly it works. There, I, I noticed that De Niro. De Niro says three times in the film the exact same line about the thirty seconds, right. exact word for word. Right. It's like that's just bad writing, in my opinion. Um, and then the other, and then this is the last thing I'll say, and then I because I really want to hear why you love it so much because I, I, it's like I said, it's your pick. But one of the things that that, and I totally got, and I and I understand is like I'm going to drop you in and give you just enough, but I don't think it was enough mm-hmm. because I see, as an example, Natalie Portman twice. I see right. her freaking out about the Barretts. Right. I see her talking to her mom about her dad. Right. And then I see her in the tub having suicide. Well, the fact that I've only seen her two other times and she didn't really have that much to say, her suicide means fucking nothing. It's a plot device to get him in the hospital. That's it. And I went, that's that's emotional gravity that's not earned. I see Amy Brenneman meet him in the diner and they have that little moment where it's like, oh, we're going to get together and then they spend the evening. So they've got a little bit more time. Then we see her in one other scene when she realizes who he is. And then he's going to do the 30-second walk away. And it's like, okay, I get it as a plot device. That's great. But it has no emotional gravity because I don't believe for a second. I have not experienced for any moment that he really loves her, that there's real love there. I haven't experienced any of that. There have been no moments. And this is why I say the dialogue is bad, is that you don't need a lot of time for any of those scenes. You don't need Diane Verona... She, I mean, and, and I think she's actually a pretty good example because she has few scenes, a couple of scenes with Pacino, but she has really important things. She says things well that pack a lot of impact in there. So by the time, even though you haven't seen her any more than you've seen almost anybody else in the supporting roles, it has gravity. And, and I guess that's the thing that makes me sad is because you've got some incredible actors that don't really get their emotional due. There you go. I'm going to stop. Yeah. I'm going to let you talk. So I, 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 I don't fully disagree with everything you have to say. I think the more you watch the film, I think the more you absorb 
all of the individual small moments between all of these characters, that's, that's when it really starts to feel like a full meal, right? You can watch any heist movie, right? And it's going to be like a nice piece of pizza. It's going to be a nice sandwich. You have it. You yeah. it. It was good. I'm done with it. Great. Okay. Which some of our derivative movies uh, might be examples of. Might be exactly but, that, yeah. You know, the more you watch the movie, and I think this is why I picked this film, um, you know, it's it's really something that, like, I've watched since it was in the theaters. I bought the two VHS tape, fucking the big box thing, and it literally cuts off right, the, the first VHS cuts off right at the end of the coffee shop conversation. Like, oh yeah, right, right at the end of and, it. And just you gotta put and just it in that so XT. you know, my my perspective is that fucking diner scene uh, is that is incredibly well written. Well, I would, I, and that's, if it were me, I would I would get rid of the two dream sequences because I think that's just superfluous and it doesn't really add to the actual thing. But I understand why sure. it's there. So but that scene by itself is worth the entire film because oh, it was the course. first well, time. And that first scene, time since Godfather Two, those two guys were on screen, and, and that the first time they'd ever acted together it was amazing. That scene, combined with the final image of those two guys together after one wins and one loses, okay, and he holds the, his hand. Those yeah. two, those two things were uh, pretty much the impetus for man to make this movie, right? To write this story. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know or not, but I'm, I'm sure you do. The, the the this movie was already made in the late '80s. It was called L.A. Takedown. Oh, <laughs> I did not know that. It was, a, yeah. it was a TV movie. It was called L.A. Takedown, and um, Man actually he he started writing this movie back in the '70s. Uh, he was buddies with a guy named Chuck Adamson. Adamson, Adamson, I think that's right. He was a Chicago cop. Uh, Chuck Adamson was actually on the case of a guy named Neil McCauley, who was a career criminal. I did not know that because it was this when he was writing Crime Story with Farina. This is this is prior to that. This is wow. actually okay. this is actually how he met Dennis Farina, right? So because okay. uh, Dennis Farina was a Chicago cop, you knew that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dennis Farina, Dennis Farina, star of Crime Story. Crime Story, right? Dennis Farina was buddies with Chuck Adamson. Okay, so um, he started he started writing this story with Chuck, um, based on Chuck's exchanges with this guy named Neil McCauley. Uh, he, he was a highline criminal. He was on the case. They literally met each other one day, while in a like a strip mall situation in Chicago somebody That's was dro- awesome. somebody was dropping off their dry cleaning i think i think Macaulay was dropping off his dry cleaning adamson just happened to be in the strip mall at the same time and adamson said he's like look this could have turned into a shootout i decided to walk up to him and say uh, hey why don't we go get some coffee and so the two guys sat down and literally had the coffee scene yeah. In real, in real life, in real life, and Adamson said he's like, look, I don't know if I'm gonna get any real information from him, if I'm gonna glean something from him, but at the very least, I can get to know who this guy is a little bit right now. 
And they literally left that meeting with each other in the coffee shop in real life. And he said to himself, we're going to see each other again at some point. And one yeah. of us is not going to walk away. And yeah, so, well, and I love Pacino's line. I love it. It's like, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to gun you down, but I'm not going to feel good about it now. Right, right, right. I mean, that's a paraphrase, but I yeah, really yeah. like, yeah. I mean, again, that scene, whatever they did, whatever man did, well, that scene moment to, from the moment he, he pulls him over they get the coffee. Every single thing about that scene is perfectly shot. Yep. I love the fact that it's he, it's he three really cam it's three cam it's three cameras. Yeah, they no. had the one over the shoulder, the one over the shoulder, and then they had the two shot, which they never yeah. used. They never used they the never two used shot. They never used the two shot. No. And what I really no. liked about that the editing in that scene is that it's it you get to see like when Pacino's talking, you get to see his face, but really what you spend more time on is De Niro listening to him talk. Yeah. He does I that's what I thought. But if you also watch again today. But if you also watch him, De Niro's also looking at the exits. He's looking oh, at the yeah. exits. I mean he's, he's, well that's the thing is you're And I, I think that's what's it's I think fascinating. That's, I think that's what I love about this movie. It's what I love about man's work in general, in 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 seeing it grow I think he reached the peak with this movie and like eh, sort of collateral as well. Uh, collateral is a little more showy, a little more, you know, Hollywood. But um, the, the, the attention to detail, the attention to the fact that both of these guys, the cops, the robbers, they really are very, very good at what they do. And we're watching how good they are. And they have that mutual respect for each other. And I think that's what's really special about this movie. You know, nobody thinks anybody's stupid. I'm not going to get away with this. Oh, this guy's an asshole. No, they really respect each other. And I think I think that's what's really special about this particular heist movie. Yeah, because I'm going to say, because you, this is the thing is you love this because I've got movies that we'll talk about in future podcasts that I love that I'm sure you may not like at all. You know, it's like, so I'm curious, what when you saw this movie the first time, has this been like your favorite film since you saw it, or did it grow on you over time, or how how'd that come about? Well, you know, it's not. Look, I have a million favorite movies, right? Um, in terms of the genre of heist movie, I think this is it. I really do. I think I think this is it. Um, I think these two. Uh, master craftsmen in De Niro and Pacino. I think I think this is the height of their uh, ability. I think this is the height of their caring about being in movies and having fun with being in movies. Everything after this, frankly, is kind of, with the exception of maybe The Insider for Pacino. Um, I'm so still, I think, yeah, I think he's very good in oh, he's, Insider. He's amazing. Um, he's amazing. I watched there, a couple I months think ago. He, I think he would. I think he didn't get because uh, I think you know that thing is in watching this. I realized this seems to be the movie where he it, it, it's it's. I mean, let me let me let me deviate just for a second. We'll just talk about uh, about Pacino. It's what I thought. Everybody did. You know, everybody wants to talk about how Godfather Part Three is a piece of shit, and they they blame a lot of people. Now, number one, I don't think it's a piece of shit. I actually think it's a pretty fine movie. However, I do not think it is the same universe as the first two. 
And the reason for it is Al Pacino's performance, and it is, and the script, because Michael Corleone, in the first movie and the second movie, only speaks when he has to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He is not a chatty motherfucker. He Mm -hmm. watches and says as little as possible. And you get to Godfather (laughs) 3, and he's just a fucking spew. He's like me talking. It's just non-ending fucking Uh, talk. And and I think in in Heat, it's the first... I, I, I didn't do an exhaustive research, but it's the first time that I think he uses the placeholder because I do think it's a placeholder for Pacino. It's a tick. It's sort of like it's sort of like the shrug from uh, from De Niro, you know, which is more subtle, but it's still sort of a tick he does. But it's the I'm gonna say something and now I'm gonna say it loud. Sure. And then it's like, well, you know, that's not that so, great. But so, he really gets into that in his late career, where it's like mostly that. Right. So so two things. Uh, yeah. Godfather Three was 1990. Okay. Yeah. He he won the Oscar for Sense of a Woman in 1992. Okay? Which is all. <laughs> 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 yeah. All yes. this. Yes. Yeah. Which allowed him to do Heat in 1995 with the. <laughs> I've got a great ass. Right. Okay. The other interesting thing, <laughs> which I, I, again. <laughs> You kind of got to go with it if you want to. If you don't want to go with that, then you're going to hate the movie and totally understand, and that's that's totally fine. There's plenty of uh, more understated Pacino performances. Um, there's a movie I just bought a couple days ago on DVD, um, Scarecrow, with Pacino oh, yeah. and Gene Hackman, which I hope we'll talk about at fucking some point great. down but, That's a you know, great fucking Very, movie. very understated performances, right, from yeah. early Pacino, right? So he won the Oscar for yelling, and then he just started yelling the rest of his career. Which, you know, God bless, uh, who cares? I, you know, one could say he started yelling in Scarface back in the fucking early 80s. I, you know, whatever. Um, Maybe that was always his gig. I, you know, I hadn't even thought about Scarface, but you're right. A little bit. There is, there is one a of the other, one of the, big loud. One of the other interesting things, and, and, and you know, he, he, Pacino talks about it in the behind the scenes, some of the behind the scenes interviews on the DVD that I have. Um, they just did a big, what was it, 25 or 30 year anniversary screening of it a couple of years ago at the, the yeah. Academy and shit. Um, a part of the discussion between him and Michael Mann was that Vincent Hanna chips cocaine. He does it. He does oh, a, that's does a little. Does a little. Does they a little never snort. show it. But the, never, yeah, shows never show it. it. Never but shows it. Never talks game. about it. Nothing like that. But that's part of that's part of what gets him so gets him so in. Gets him so going. You know. And I don't mind it. Like I actually, I actually love. Of all the yelling movies that Pacino's done, I actually love this one because part of the point of it is to keep your uh, in interrogee. What what do you call it? The the, the criminal that you're interrogating. It's it keeps them off balance. Keep them off. You got to keep them on their toes. You never know where he's coming oh, from. Yeah. Never know where he's coming from. But if you look at the scenes where he talks with Diane Venora, he's pretty chill. If you look at the scenes yeah. where he's with Natalie Portman, he's he's pretty chill. You know what I mean? But when he's with these criminals, he is he is on it and he is keeping them on their toes. You know, the, where are you going? Who's going out? I don't know. 
And it's it's like yeah. yeah, these guys sit back and they're like, "What the fuck is what the?" There was a in the um, and that maybe maybe that you know I hadn't really considered that, but that's uh, that yeah I, I actually because one of my issues is when they when they are looking for him and he realizes that uh, De Niro's yeah 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 him. yeah I had coffee I with like, Macaulay half an hour ago. Yeah, but my only problem no when they're at, when they're standing outside on the like there's the steel mill oh yeah the yeah, yeah. standing out there my only issue with the scene is he says and I had to back it up and count it he says I know what they're looking at you know what you're looking at five oh I know oh, I know I know I know it's like Look, it's like dude at that hold trim on. But the at, fucking fat motherfucker at, well at that point you. You got to look at Michael Mann. You got to look at, at, at Pasquale Bubla. You got to look at those people who are making the movie. Edit it down. Yeah. Edit it down. Edit yeah. it down. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not Pacino's fault that they used all no. of it every time, right? Every you know? time. So, I guess that's fair. I guess yeah, yeah, that's yeah. absolutely fair. Yeah. But then you got to think. Well, why did Mann want it every time? You know. But again, you know, the more you watch anything, the more it grows on you. Um, or so not. you've watched this? How? Yeah, you've watched. Oh, this, dude, since like I said, since I've watched it twice. Oh you've man, watched this over and over I've, and over. I've, and over. I've, I've seen this movie just. I mean, more times than I can count. To be honest, it's it's something so I it's something I can easily put on at night just to like chill out, fall asleep to. It's something I can watch in the middle of the day and be glued to for three hours. It's something so I can put on while this working. Movie? It's what I'm are the moments? It. What are the moments in this movie? Because you said it's your favorite heist movie. You're very specific about the genre yeah. exercise. Yeah. What about this particular movie? And I'm not saying I don't agree. Um, in terms of heist movies, I don't think it's the best written in terms of dialogue. But the the actual heists, and again, that my I, if I I guess I suppose if I have an issue with the film, it's really all the exposition growing up to it but from the point they have the diner scene through the rest of the movie it's 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 like a perfect clock it's so everything just kind of work that shootout scene in the street is one of the most clean comprehensive i mean and it's one of the things that i notice because you know i know you don't love the marvel films but i love the marvel films but one of the things that i have issue with sometimes oh. is when you get a director that doesn't quite know how to uh film sort of a war scene where there's all this shit going on. Mm-hmm. If if I get lost and I don't know what's going on, that's not good storytelling. And I mean, there isn't a moment in that shootout scene that I don't know where every single important person is and what they're right. doing and where the shots are coming from. Right. It's just spectacular. Well, so I understand that. So what about this like, movie makes it your favorite? Well, 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 just like what you say, you know, his attention, Michael Mann's attention to detail is almost as specific, if not more so, than these criminals, right? Michael Mann literally got out there with Al Pacino with a handheld, just a like a Canon film camera, you know, like a like a clicker, to, I don't know what you call it, like a like a, like a camera, not a video camera, yeah. like a still camera. Like an Instamatic out, or something. Yeah, yeah. got out there and shot scenes of what he wanted. He did a visual storyboard of all of that. So, like, you know, his, his, his attention to detail of what he wanted visually, right? I mean, um, um, that shot of, of, of De Niro coming home after uh, one of the heists, one of the first heists, right? 
and he comes home to his house in Malibu and there's that big glass wall overlooking the ocean. It's all blue. He drops and, his and he, he drops his did. gun. He drops his gun on the glass table and he stands there and puts his arm up against the window. It's gorgeous. That is a that is a that is that is a direct lift of a painting by uh, a Canadian artist called Alex Colville. So like his his visual references and his attention to that kind of detail, I think that's what makes it my favorite. You know, um, the, the, the fact that he uses, he uses Dante Spinati as a cinematographer in, uh, Jesus, six movies, five, four movies? What, Heat, Manhunter, Last of the Mohicans, Insider, Public Enemies. Um, you know, you've got, oh, Dante Spinati also shot one of maybe your favorites, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, <laughs> um, but also his use of of actors over and over, like his 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 kind of the company. He doesn't use everybody over and over, but like his company of actors. You know, Pacino was in The Insider. Venora was in The Insider. Uh, Michael T. Williamson was in the very first episode of Miami Vice. Yeah, and right. like so, right? Wes Studi was in Last of Mohicans. Tom Noonan was in Manhunter. Xander Berkeley. Who plays the guy that's fucking yeah. Pacino's wife? Played Wayne. But not Grow. watch my TV. He played Wayne Grow in the LA Takedown, the the, the oh, TV movie of Heat. Oh, like, that's so, very like, You know, I mean, that's a, that's amazing, right? So, like, yeah. I have a I have a lot of respect for this movie. I have a lot of respect for this filmmaker on just so many levels. You know, the again, I'll go back to it. The attention to detail. The, the doing the research of it, you know, like I, I just I, I just I just love it. I, I don't I don't know. I just I just love it. The the audio of the movie, I just oh, fuck. He recorded all of those gunshots. So he recorded oh, yeah. all of those gunshots live downtown in L.A. where everything is ricocheting off of the buildings, and it's just like you can't make that happen in post production. I mean, maybe they can. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an audio person, but like, yeah, but it's not going to feel the same. It's not, not going to feel same. quite the same. Not the same. What well, reminds the same. me? What it, well, what it reminds me of, and is, uh, and I don't think you ever knew Ken Manthe, but in Chicago, um, that's one of my. He, this guy, this guy had a DVD and VHS collection that would rival a, a, a fucking blockbuster. Sure. I mean, this is what yeah. he did. Yeah. And uh, when I got my second divorce, um, I was kind of holing up in my apartment and I didn't want to talk to anybody. And he decided, fuck it. And he would come over unannounced and he would bring a couple of classic films. You know, and it's not like he'd knock on the door and he'd just come in and I'd be moping because I was a mopey fuck at that point. And he'd sit down and he'd put one of the movies in and just start it and we would watch it, right? Yeah. Well, one of the things, and so it was a really nice thing. And then my joke was that I would order exotic foods because he was a give me a hamburger and fries, and I don't want to eat anything else ever in my life. Maybe chicken fingers. So I would order all this fucked up shit because I knew he was going to hate it, but he'd yeah. still try it, you know. Yeah. So we had a good time. But one of the things uh, he would he he'd, he'd soapbox about is he hated newer movies because. They weren't practical effects. That it was all CGI or green screen. That it was you know it was done in a studio. That the old movies, man, if you go to a John Wayne movie and they're on a stagecoach, you better fucking know that was a real stagecoach. And he was really that was his soapbox. And what year was uh, this? 
This was, uh, shit, man, 1990. No, this is 2010. No, wow. 2007. This is when it was. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, he just liked his old movies. He liked his old movies. Sure. And we're watching The Cowboys. You remember The Cowboys? It's yeah. uh, Robert Carradine. It's basically it's basically John Wayne getting a whole bunch of kids, sure. having to train them to be badasses, you know that kind of thing. Right. And uh, and we're sitting there, and th- me saying this prompted him to immediately get up, take his movie, walk out the fucking door, and not speak to me for a month. He was so mad at me about this. Wow. Because I'm watching, we're watching the Cowboys, and I pause it at one point, and I went, you know. Dude, you're always soapboxing and ranting about how, you know, these old films, it was real, and they did real things, and it was practical effects, and everything was exactly the way you saw it, and I absolutely, you know what, I owe you an apology, I've been giving you shit, because you are absolutely right, Bruce Dern is absolutely Mexican, (laughs) and he got so pissed at me, took his shit and left. Wow. But that is one of those things that I've been watching in watching Heat yeah. that I really did appreciate. Um, again, I love my Marvel cartoons. I love sure. them. Um, but there is something very uh, specific. And yeah, it's well, it's the difference between listening to Dark Side of the Moon on a CD or listening to Dark Side of the Moon on a fucking LP. It just sound there's I can't ex- I can't tell you why it sounds better. I can't give you I mean you can say all the bullshit. It's warmer. It's more I don't give a fuck. It's just different and it works in a way that it's not like one is better than the other, but it's just like there's something kind of really comfortable and and, and 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 in its own way real and that's what i felt about the visuals like i said i didn't like the dialogue but the movie is real and it feels real and in and, and the fact that he shoots so many things at night so fucking well you know i mean and just his use of light his use of light and it's one of the things i think is amazing about this film and i actually really it was struck by it he uses light in such creative ways throughout the whole movie, almost as if he's telling you it's going to be the light that's going to fuck De Niro up. Macaulay's going to die because of the light, because he keeps putting him in positions where light is getting in his way. And the fucking thing that convinces that Pacino kills him is because those fucking airport lights go on yeah. and he sees the shadow. Boom. Yeah. And it's like. I really love that, and I like that attention to detail. And maybe I'm just making it up. Maybe he didn't intend it, but God damn it, it's clean, and I love that. No, I mean, that, again, that's another layer that you can go back and watch the movie through, right? Like, I, I never really considered that. So, you know, how many scenes do we see De Niro in versus Pacino in the light, right? That, that, that's, an, that's an amazing thing to go back and, again, and that's, yeah, why, I think the, that's why I think the movie is so rich. Like, you can go back and re-watch it through all of these different kind of lenses. In terms of the, the, the kind of um, Marvel shit, right? Like, I feel like all these guys, they train and they train and they train and they train and they train, and they train and they, excuse me, guys and women, train and train and train and train and train and get fucking ripped. And they're amazing. And they're stronger than you and I and five other people combined, right? A hundred percent. I have mad respect for that. If you and I had nothing else to do and we got paid to get ripped, I'm sure we would, right? Okay. Um, these guys trained, like, legit with, like, guns in combat oh, yeah. situations. Like, 
that's, as far as I know, from my research and what I've read, that's not what the Marvel people are doing. Like, they just go to the gym and, oh, you're supposed to fight, so let's do some Muay Thai, let's do some Tai Chi, let's do some, you know, whatever the fuck, like, fine. Um, these guys actually trained with, like, legit fucking, like, armsmen in, in yeah. terms of, like, you know... Um, there was there was a, in the collateral um, commentary. The, there's a scene you've seen collateral, right? Oh yeah, that's one yeah. of my favorites. Um, one of the one of the there's the scene where he handcuffs Jamie Fox to the taxi cab, right, to go up to do his thing. And while Jamie Fox is handcuffed to the taxi cab, these three punks come along and try to like jack him. And then Tom Cruise comes back down, and he's like, wait. What are you guys doing? Because they took his briefcase, right? And then Tom Cruise literally pulls out the gun, they go boom, 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 right? And Michael Mann in the commentary says, like, he trained so well, they use this video of Tom Cruise shooting these people to train other people. And, like, that's what happened with some of the heat shit. When they were training to do the shit on the street, they used some of those fucking videos to train other groups of combat people to do to act in that way you cover me while i'm doing this i'm going to shoot i'm going to lay down cover blah 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 blah. so like again that attention to detail like it's not even just for a movie real life situations are using michael mann's work to train real life people like that's that that blows my fucking mind that blows my mind Look for the person who will benefit, and uh, uh, you know. Uh, I am the walrus. You know, you'll. Uh, uh, well, you know what I'm trying to say. I am the walrus. Uh, That's fucking bitch. Oh yeah. I am the walrus. That's ex- shut the fuck up, Donnie. All right, let's move yeah. on to movies that we think were influenced by. Uh, uh And I'll start. So that oh, you can oh end. Uh, yeah, because I am shocked that you didn't pick one of mine. But go ahead. All right, there you go. This is no, start it off. All right, please. so again, it is uh, whether whether it's the best heist film you've ever seen or a really amazing heist film with shitty dialogue. Whatever your perspective, <laughs> it is an influential film, absolutely yeah. influential film. Of course, and uh, my, the first of my two, um, The Dark Knight. Yeah, oh, 100%. and the reason I mean, and, and this is an easy one. This is an easy one because Christopher Nolan. Is pretty much. I mean, he's pretty much said that heat influenced Dark Knight. He he. Hit, there was like I think it was a 2007 interview, and he basically just said that heat was sort of a, a an inspiration as it related to telling a very large city story or the story of a city. And the thing about it is, and I've seen the Vin, the the Vimeo you were talking about earlier is yeah. is. I mean. The, the, it's not that opening not, heist. It's not shot for shot. Heist, it's not shot for shot. But it's really. But it. You got William Fitch yep. here first oh, yep. of all. Yep. And it, yep. it's not shot for shot. But it's very there. There's there's a lot of like shots. It's a different context, but the shots the are really tone. similar. It's, the way it lights it's, up, it's the feel, it's it's the tone of it. So yep. and yep. the yep. thing about it is that that doesn't bother me. In fact, no. one of the thing I think is is very interesting is is not only. Does it have some of that uh, that ice cold photography uses? Yeah. There's a lot of night scenes in the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the two 
you know, opposing. They're basically the same. They're different sides of the same coin. The Joker and yeah. and, and Batman. Yeah. They're boom. They're having. And there's even. Let's be honest with you. Granted, it's not in a diner. There's yeah. even a sit-down conversation yeah. at a yeah. fucking table. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's arguable to say that the Dark Knight could not have been made had Michael Mann not made Heat before. It would not have been made in the same way. Not yeah, at all. yeah, it would have been not, made, not at all, but not at all. And, and like you said, but we're stuff retirement. That's what makes the Dark Knight so fucking good. It's not oh, yeah. just yeah. the performances; it is that look and that feel and that authentic, look, heisty kind of shit. It I works. think I think Christopher Nolan is a sort of classier version of Quentin Tarantino. I'll buy that. That's actually I, a really I, good way. I feel it. I feel like he 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 is a student of cinema. I mean, look, um, Martin Scorsese is the classiest of them all. You know? Oh, yeah. You rip off everybody. Why not? Rip them off. Yeah. But rip them off and elevate it. Do something better with it. Don't just yeah. directly rip it off. Like, yeah. why, I think why no, bother? I don't, know if, I don't know if Nolan did it better than Michael Mann, but he definitely, oh, it I is definitely well done. It oh, is exceptionally well yes. done. And yes. I think that's a great fucking movie. I yeah. think it's a great fucking movie. So that's my first one is The Dark Knight. Outstanding movie. Outstanding movie. I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with the town. Oh yeah. Ben I love Affleck. The town. Yeah. Just I the, really love that movie. I've I love seen, that I've movie. seen it a bunch is of that times. Rebecca Hall? Yeah, Rebecca is Hall. Rebecca Hall? Um, okay. I love Rebecca. Ben Affleck, uh, Jeremy Renner, your uh, uh yeah. what's his what's his name? What's uh, his name? With the bow and arrow. Your guy, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Have you seen him in Mirror of Kingstown? I have not yet, no. No. I highly, highly recommend it. He's really fucking good. Right, no, no, no. I think he's I you know, I think he's I, love a, I, I think he's a solid actor. I remember him. Yeah. There was a there was a TV show on Jesus, it had to be the early two thousands. Was it called The It Factor? And it followed. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember this? It followed a bunch of like up and coming yeah. wannabe actors trying to do shit in Los Angeles. One of them ended up like becoming the set, the new Seven Up guy, I think, or something. And then there was Jeremy fucking Renner, and I was like, yeah. "Holy cow! Look at this guy deciding between um, this Morgan Freeman movie and um, oh, it was the um, the remake of oh shit, I'm not gonna remember the name of the TV show." It was a TV. It was a movie version of a TV show. SWAT. Oh yeah, it was called he was SWAT, SWAT with uh, with yeah. With he was in SWAT with another the, member of the Marvel team, Sam Jackson. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sam like, Jackson, yeah, and yeah, he was yeah, also yeah, in there yeah. with uh, with what's his name, Colin Colin Farrell. Uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Yeah, that's a good yeah. movie. It's that's not a, a bad movie. movie. I, I liked it. I liked yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so like I've I've seen that guy since back then. It's crazy to see his career. Um, where was I going? But yeah, the town. I mean, the town. You know, yeah. you know I love right, the town. right, right down to like, you know, the the cool blue atmosphere, the 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 selective heists. I think there's three heists in the movie, kind of just like mm-hmm. there are in heat. In heat, um, yep. you know, I, it's it's kind of like it goes by the playbook. The, the the shitty part for me is the movie is just based on a novel. Um, the novel is not based on any kind of real fact. It just was this guy's kind of imagination, which is fine. That's cool. 
Um, but you can really you kind of sense the lack of detail. You know, I think I think, sure, I, think sure. the, I think the most detail we get from the town is I want to say from Ben Affleck in terms of um, he's from that part of Boston. Like he's he gets he, it. He, yeah, he yeah, knows he knows what it looks like. He knows what it smells like. He knows what it sounds like. So that's well, and also with. it's a movie about a city. It's a movie about a city. The city yeah. is as much character as anything else. And so I agree with that. For sure. Um, speaking of that, speaking of that, my second one is Widows by Steve McQueen. Yeah. I think this is 2018. Um, it was Steve McQueen wrote the script with Gillian Flynn, who I think is a brilliant, brilliant writer. Is that Gone Girl? Um, yeah. Gone yeah, Girl? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's her. She, yeah. I think she's spectacular. Great. But what yeah. I really like about this is this is this is. It's got some of the elements of heat in that it's a city, you know, it's a movie with this, the character of the city is every bit as important and like really the city, not like the glossy shit you see. You no, know, and it's Chicago in this case. What, what I really yeah. love about Widows too, sorry to interrupt. What I really love about oh, no, Widows please. is is the, the way they bring politics into it as well. It's yeah, not yeah. it's not just about the heists, it's not just about criminals. It's also about political criminals in a yeah. way right like and the heart of it is in the heart of it is viola davis she is yeah, it, it, yeah. as as much as much as heat gives pacino and de niro like lots of fucking leg room to stretch out oh, yeah. she has lots of leg room to stretch out in this movie oh. and absolutely makes every moment she's on screen just riveting yeah and i'm sorry daniel kaluuya yeah just just he he is just perfect. One of the most frightening, perfect. one of the most frightening fucking things I've ever seen on cinema, in that movie. Yeah, yeah, just perfect, perfect, terrifying, and terrifying. And the only and the only person Ugh. that could balance that was Viola Davis because she was so human but so strong. I oh, love she was, yeah, yeah, no, she's that fucking was. brilliant. No, that that movie's amazing. I love that movie. Love that movie. Um, all right, so my second one, and I'm really shocked you didn't pick it. <laughs> Den of Thieves, starring. Your man, <laughs> Jerry Butler. Gerard Hello. Butler. I, I cannot that. believe you didn't pick this movie, to be honest. And it's fine. But, well, I it's like fine. It. I like this movie, but oh, I was horrible. That were in, it's, it's horrible. It's a terrible movie. Oh. It's a piece of shit. But I was trying to pick good movies that were yeah, in Yeah, okay. Movie. Yeah, well, every once in a while, <laughs> you know, I'm going to throw out a fucking turd just to be like, yeah, there are some good derivatives. There are also some real fucking shit bombs out there. And yeah. this well, is know, fucking one is of them. The thing is, Den of Thieves is not that bad. It's Hold got on an ending that sucks balls. It wouldn't be that bad if it was like 90 minutes. <laughs> this fucking piece of shit That's fair. That's has fair. the audacity <laughs> to be two hours and 20 fucking minutes long. It has no yeah. reason to be that long. It smell. You watch this movie... And it's, I dare anyone to tell me I'm wrong. You can smell three-day-old beer bottles, leather, shitty cologne, and, like, cigarette butts while you watch this movie. I don't care where you live or See, how you're is, watching it. I, I, it I think smells. I saw this movie the once movie on, like, some streaming. I'm going to watch <sighs> it again because I, I remember <sighs> it. And, and <sighs> thinking it like I think everything I see Gerard Butler in, which is like, yeah, okay, that was sort of like, Don, that wasn't great. That Don, wasn't great, Don, but it was fine. Don, if you're going to pay to watch it on streaming... Um, no, I, just, I Hold on. I looked today. It's not free anywhere on any service. Oh, then I'm not... You will have to pay to watch it. If you're going to do that, 
just go to eBay and buy the fucking thing for like two dollars. Okay. Oh, you don't. That's right. Oh, you don't. That's right. I didn't watch everything streaming. Well, then you'll never see Den of Thieves again, and that's not a bad thing. It's okay. (laughs) I've seen it. I've seen it one and a half times, and um, I'm good. It's okay. If I could go back and retitle it, I would call it um, Lukewarm instead of instead of Heat. (laughs) Get it? Yeah. It was a terrible joke. You really have disdain. You have really disdain for Den of Thieves. I'm not going to edit anything. It's fucking You really have disdain. So why is it so bad? Because, like I said, I think I watched it once. All right. All right. The level of machismo in that movie is like, I I just can't with it. Like, I can't. Like, it's like, oh, my God, my dick's not big enough. Oops. Like, I just, I can't with that movie. It's terrible. It's just so what I love about Gerard. You Butler. talk about you talk about the writing of Heat being bad. Maybe oh. you should maybe you should go watch <laughs> Den of Thieves again because it's really bad, man. It's really really bad. There are some there are some um, moments in the movie. the The director clearly has a grasp on how to shoot a heist, but everything else falls apart. Just everything else, and then at the very end. There's this kind of fucking Kaiser Soze fucking Yeah, twist. the ending sucks. Uh, yeah, the whole it. ending. It's, the it's, whole it's, ending. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, like, like I said, I don't remember where I was when I watched it, but I remember when it got to that ending. I was like, and I'm oh, sorry. I don't mean. To, I don't mean to be a dick, but like, if Ice Cube's kid wasn't Ice Cube's kid, he wouldn't be an actor. It just. Uh, well, just, no shit. It just sucks, man. Like, it's not. And like Pablo Shriver, like I've seen him in better things. Like he was good on the wire. Yeah. I just this fucking movie I just no, 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 no. And I love when you do some research on it on the internet. It, it, the internet says like Gerard Butler was uh, you know, he he decided to gain thirty pounds to play he didn't decide to gain thirty pounds to be the character. He just had thirty pounds on his ass and was like, I'm in the movie, what are you gonna do about it? Like, <laughs> well, see, that's, that's fine, and that's Gerard fine. Butler. But I've but worked with Gerard. Gerard. I've I've yeah. worked with Gerard Butler twice now. No, yes, you have. Whatever. Very like one day here and there. I've worked with him twice. He is a fucking super nice guy. He I'm is, sure he is. he is very fucking charming. Like I get why he is where he is. Like God bless, mad respect. Right. What I here's but what God I love damn about it, man. Make better choices. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here's what I love about Gerard Butler is he's the first time you see him, he's in 300 and uh, arguably a lot of uh, a lot of the cut lines, arguably uh, a lot of the like uh like six pad has been digitally enhanced. Not all but of he it. was in some fucking good not all of it. He was in some good goddamn shape. So you got him and he is just like boom and he's working it and there's no double chin and he's fucking and then he gets a little more famous, and he starts doing. He starts doing like what? What is it? Uh, Olympus has fallen. Oh, uh, the fall. Yeah, the fall. Everything falls. I love Everything him. Falls I love him. I, love I watch him. him I love st- him. I love him. Yeah, he's still a badass. But what I love about him is he's got that little bit of a old older man's gobble, that yeah. little double chin going. God he's bless. not quite in shape. You're never going to see him with his shirt off again, kind of thing. I really like that. He's in some love. of the worst romantic comedies I've ever seen in my life. Love. I mean, like some of you the know, worst romantic comedies I've ever seen. If I but had I a house him, like in Malibu, London, New York, etc. Like right? I, I don't know. I'd sit back and be like. 
Fuck you. I don't care. I'm not. Give me some Ryan. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Give me more money. Are you gonna give me more money? All right, I'll be in your movie. Like I don't. Fuck you. Yeah. God bless. Eventually, God he's bless. Gonna, he's gonna be like a low rent Brando. He's gonna be like a low rent Brando where he weighs this. He's like a small Volkswagen with a head on it. I mean, and he's just gonna sit there and go, "I'm Gerard Butler." I mean, you know, I wish I could be that when I grow up. You know. That, you know, you've got the Kurtz thing with your head shamed like that. you got the Kurtz thing. You can do that. I would I, happily. I would happily do it. Happily do it. All right. So this is yours, Donnie. This is the thing you are looking forward to on the trailer deck. Oh, yeah. Now we're going to take the Beatles. I'll be quiet. Oh, you recording our conversation? For a what? What is it? Looking for a home to last. Looking for a blast from the past. We're talking about 14 songs we hope to get. I've got a feeling. How many have we already recorded good enough? None. None of us has had the idea of what the show's going to be. I've got a feeling. I would dig to play on stage, you know. Nobody else wants to do a show. I think we've got a bit shy. The documentary is grinding to a halt. Grinding to a halt? I think it's taking off. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) The best bit of us, always has been and always will be, is when we're backs against the wall. All we've got is us. What do you think? When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Do you want to do it once more then? Yes, yes. I mean, we'll never get a chance to do it again. Let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. Whisper of wisdom, let it be. So cats and kittens, what are we going to do? What would you like to see the Beatles do now? A show, a live show. That's it. Jojo was a man who thought he was a loner, but he knew it couldn't last. We should do the show in a place we're not allowed to do it, getting forcibly ejected. I think that's too dangerous. I mean, that is an interesting thought of you all being beaten up. <laughs> get back, get back. Stop it, stop it. What we'd have to do is sit down. Then we get too excited. said that he thought we ought to just tell it like it is. I think we are. Obviously, was the Disney Plus Get Back by uh, Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson, yeah. Well, the the thing about it is, have you seen have you seen the original documentary, the really depressing original documentary? I don't believe so. I don't know. It's called Let It Be, and it's a it 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 is really really depressing. Um, Oh wow! um, 
I saw it. I mean, you can't see it anywhere. I oh, saw I it at Facets. Okay. Facets. Oh, fat fucking Facets. Yeah, in uh, Chicago years ago. Shout out. And it was one of those situations where uh. it was like, because I'm a Beatles. I'm like you. I'm a, fu- I'm a fucking Beatles freak. I've loved Beatles uh. since I was a kid. Well, I'm and, not a Beatles uh, freak. Well, I'll explain later. Go ahead, well, I'm go a go Beatles go, freak. Go, go, and go. And, 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 yes. and I fucking love this shit. And so I yeah. saw that. Um, I've uh, yeah I've I've been a Beatles freak my whole life and I uh, and so I am right with you I yeah. cannot watch the wait I cannot oh, wait to watch oh, this cannot wait cannot wait did did you 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 saw the Scorsese one about George Harrison right yeah 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 oh God fuck oh jeez and then yeah yeah you know uh, Imagine is still I'll 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 yeah. never forget like what was that ten years ago maybe I saw that and it blew like that. Like my that, yeah. fucking mind like so good yeah and then this. Who 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 can't wait to watch more about arguably the best band in the world? Like, well, one of the things that Peter Jackson said in the uh, in the in, in interviews is that when he got a hold of the because this is all the footage that they made for yeah, the beat. This is yeah. all footage. Well, they just said here, and what Here's he was all surprised of it. by, yeah, you know, what he was surprised by was how fucking funny it was and how. These four guys, even though it was effectively were making a documentary of the breaking up of the Beatles, yeah, yeah, the end. Of the they end. were still the Beatles. They were still having fun. Yeah. They were still fucking with each other. They were funny. They're and, friends. And the idea they were of watching yeah. them make and watching them make this music, because really the the Let It Be documentary that the guy actually made, and I can't remember his name, that came out. It was really just mostly the fighting. Okay. In fact, it was it was almost entirely just the fighting and uh, so it was a really depressing goddamn i mean it was a bummer it was a real bummer glad I never and saw uh yeah yeah like i said i think you can get an ebay copy for like two thousand bucks i mean there nobody's <laughs> it is it is it is like on, you cannot on, on, find on, this on thing. beta on beta max right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you cannot a boot and it's a bootleg for two yeah, grand fuck, fuck um that. so uh so yeah so i'm i'm very excited I'll about, happily, I'll uh, happily support my man Peter Jackson. Yeah, there you go. Love me, I love Peter Jackson. Uh, All right, it. now it's my turn. All right, this is the, this is go. the one, and that's open. That's November twenty fifth oh. is when uh, Get Back's coming out. Yeah. Disney Plus. All right, so this is actually going to be Amazon Prime. Yeah, interesting that we're that we're loving movies that are coming out. So here it is. I don't even um, need the audio I will, on my end. I, I already, will. I will play mine. Uh-huh. Why is this coming out now? Lucille Ball's a threat to the American way of life? Does the FBI have any case against Lucy? I need you to help me save my marriage. How many times I gotta explain what I was and what I was doing? You gotta explain. Are you being funny right now? I'm Lucille Ball. When I'm being funny, you'll know. This is getting out of hand. Have you been cheating on me? The story's made up. If they boo me? If they boo you, we're done. Sorry, I got lost for a second. You're my hero. I care about what works. 
I care about what's funny. I care about you. Oh, you're scaring the shit. I was just gonna say, good show. Good show. Good show. We've been through worse than this. We have? No. is Being the Ricardos, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, starring Nicole Kidman, Javier Bradim, uh, Alicia Shawkat, uh, J.K. Simmons. I can't fucking wait to see that movie. You don't want to see it. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I fell asleep during that trailer. I wasn't, uh, I, there I, you wasn't, go. I wasn't sure we were still talking. So you're Hi, not so you're not excited to see this movie. Jesus Christ. This okay. Movie? So here's the thing. I don't understand the hype about this movie. I think Javier Bardem is one of the sexiest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. Like he is he is sexy as fuck. I mean, that's why he's married to Penelope Cruz, right? Like Well, yeah, sure. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ, give me a break. I think he's an amazing actor. Um I could take or leave uh Nicole Kidman. You know, oh, so I, I think, think she's. I think, I think she, she's fucking brilliant. I think she was think uh, brilliant. I, you know, for me, you know, eyes wide shut, great. Everything else, I really don't give a shit. Are you, um, oh, see, I think you're so completely wrong. Moulin Rouge. Uh, that's fair. I always forget about that movie. That's God damn fair. it, she's good. That's I think fair. she is spectacular. I, about, I always forget about Moulin Rouge. That's. Fair. I can't think of a single movie I've seen her in that I did not think she that's was spectacular fair. in. Far and away. And so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, all right. Well, far, far and away. Um, um, Days of Thunder. Far away is a turd. D- Days of Thunder. I loved her in Days of Thunder. I loved her in Days of Thunder. You just love Days of Thunder. No, no, no. You, you just love. No, no, you just, you just love Michael like Rooker. Same height. You as... just love Michael Rooker. Don't. don't well, who doesn't love like Michael Rooker? I don't know who doesn't. Who doesn't. I would like to meet that person and punch them. I have no idea. Um, yeah, they're wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. I don't no, know. Really, I don't get the hype about that. I don't get the hype. Look. I, I can be totally fucking wrong about this movie. And because it's on Amazon, I will happily watch it because we have Amazon. Yeah. Um, and in the comfort of my own house, I can be totally wrong. And I will admit if if I'm totally wrong. Um, See, I what I love about it is I love the 50s. I love the 50s. I love... I remember... I mean, I watched I Love... Dude, Lucy, dude. I watched that show so Yeah, many. we watched that shit. Dude. But what I really like about it is it's got the feel of... Uh, it's got the feel of like a quiz show. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which I yeah. think is one of my favorite movies of that... Yeah. Uh, like of that time period. And look, Sorkin, and Sorkin has... Sorkin. Has that attention to detail. the best... I think that motherfucker yeah. is one of the best screenwriters yeah. you're ever yeah. going to find. Ever. Ever. Did you, so Mo- did, you Molly, did you watch Molly's Game? I thought Molly's Game was spectacular. I loved it. I loved it. 
I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Just start to finish, so. I thought it was fantastic. So this is the thing. There is not, He wrote the fucking Social Network, which I still think to this day is one of the greatest movies about the topic. He, I, I just think it's... It's Fincher. It's we'll talk about. Yeah, it. We're yeah, gonna yeah, talk I don't about know. Yeah, yeah. Network. for sure, for sure. Soon enough, soon for enough. Sure. So, uh, so yeah. So that is it. Right on. Right. Yeah, love it. Good picks. That's heat and Good some picks. of our stuff. Good and talks. this is the first episode, love and it. we will be releasing more episodes. And we hope you subscribe to it, and like us, and all that bullshit. Or not? I don't um, fucking care. God bless. Yeah, you can find us. You can <laughs> find us on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and always at literateape.com. I would give you my address, but uh, I don't want you in my house. 